Okay, so I just did a, tried to start a stream and multiple things went wrong all at the same time. I was all, I was streaming from my cell phone for some reason. Um, my cell phone signal, like a hotspot and, and not the actual internet here. And um, I started rambling because I was like trying to mul juggle multiple things all at the same time. I, I apologize. That was really weird. That was really bad. My streaming situation is not ideal and I still haven't really got a grasp on it if you can't tell but it's uh it, and it is different i am streaming on facebook and kick so if you're not following on kick uh kick.com slash zero for hire i'm trying to get my gaming situation back up uh and get into some game. i have a backlog of games that i'm supposed to be playing that i haven't been playing and I've really gotten behind on that. So I'm going to finish up some games. I'm probably going to start over some stuff and get some, you know, just do that. But I also want to be able to do these talking videos, talking videos, my podcast. So so what the plan now, which it has been, I'm recording Millennial Rain on Monday. And then I'm supposed to do Zero for Hire on Wednesday. Uh, but because I forgot to post millennial rain i'm just going to do all that today so i've i recorded millennial rain and i forgot to upload it last week i'll upload it today i'll have the zero for hire one up today i'm working on the website by the way and so I just there's stuff that there's a lot going on so i want to be have a couple more days so i'll, I'll record this now and I, you'll still have those podcasts for this week um shout out to all of my producers by the way uh, supporters over on Substack, zeroforhire.com slash sub, uh, I'm sorry, substack.com slash zero for hire who have been supporting me. And, um, yeah, let's get into some topics here because I don't want to keep rambling. So first, how was your week? I had a really great week. I, um, just celebrated my 12th wedding anniversary with my wife and that was great. Um, the f so the story, and I talked about this on a broken stream we tried to do. The story goes, we there, we lived in Ionia, Michigan, and there was a mountain. And it was about a 20-minute walk up the hill. And then a 20-minute walk from there to Meyer, which is like a superstore, a grocery store. And we had a snowstorm come in, and we knew we were going to be snowed in for a couple days. So I walked like 40 minutes there and then 40 minutes back just to get us Pokemon cards so we'd have something to do. Because at the time, I was not making very much money at all. And uh, we knew we were going to be snowed in for a couple days. And that's how we got into playing Pokemon. Well, this was our 12th wedding anniversary. And my wife bought me the 151 set. It's full of the it, the classic 150 Pokemon, the originals. Um, I got really excited. And I'm trying to get the game, the original like red and blue game for my kids. And um, my kids are into Pokemon cards now. We play a couple times a month. Um, we're really playing more now that we have sets, so that's great. I got my wife uh, Eevee Evolution sets, but then, uh, you know, unfortunately, I lost the tin with all of my decks in it, and I had built some really competitive custom decks, but then I sat on them for a while, and we got that, that yellow, there's a box game, it's like, in, I guess it's in the game section, I had three pre-made decks, it's for little kids, they can start right away, and they were annihilating me. And I'm like, why are these decks so strong? 
um, because I had spent so much time and money putting these custom decks together, it just wasn't it wasn't cutting it anymore. Well, unfortunately and conveniently, I lost the tin or it was stolen. I don't know which is which. And so because that happened, I was like, well, I gotta if I if I'm gonna play, I gotta buy a new deck. And so I bought two new decks, cheap ones, pre-made decks, and then a booster pack to add to it. And then um, yesterday we went to a comic book store or card shops, actually, a card shop, and we got some old stuff and let the kids pick some cards. So it's been pretty cool. It's been a Pokemon-filled weekend for us as we've been exploring and getting cards and relearning the game and building new decks. And now I have a really powerful competitive deck, so we'll see where that goes. I'll find a way to stream it when we do Gaming Friday. Um, and then also, I'm streaming on Kick my games so it's like monday is millennial rain wednesday is this podcast but today's tuesday and <laughs> and um friday is going to be on kick and i'm actually going to replay this podcast most likely on kick or something like that i'm just trying to flesh out my streaming schedule so that things aren't getting in the way and they're not getting disrupted because these aren't super long um So I put a I put a, a post out saying that I was going to be talking about the biblical precedence for God's timing. Uh, apparently, whoever was just watching, they weren't waiting for God's timing. That's fine. <laughs> um, so a lot of times in my life, and this is really more of a millennial reign topic, but I'll go through with it anyway because it's it's personal for me. We came up here to buy land and we searched all summer for something affordable that we could get into and what we found was there was some land but it was like insanely inflated in price and so we were really discouraged and then we started finding cheaper plots but they were like like this you know, like 35, 45 degree angle down. And so you would need like all of this special utility tools to to level it out. I'd have to put pillars to hold the house up. And we've been driving around. I've been seeing trailers all over the place there. It's like part of it's on the hill and then the other part of it's on pillars. And that's how I guess people have to build their houses. And that's nerve wracking for a flatlander like me. I'm not from the mountains. I've never seen that before. That was beyond intimidating. And so we moved out to this RV park. It's a long-term place. And it's kind of slanted, but it's not nearly as bad as like some of the other places we've been to. You got to level out your RV. Um, we're pretty level. I mean, it's a, it's at a slight slant. Like, it's enough that you feel it when you're sleeping, but it's nothing like over the top. And... He's building a, a thing out here, and we're seeing how he's putting it together. So that's been really helpful to see the process as it goes. Um, but he's had to call just truckloads of clay, and they dump it and level it out. And then he has to go out there and do whatever he's doing. It's a lot. It's building a house from scratch. But it's also building the foundation from scratch. And that's not anything I'm used to. Like We were, like, we were just wanting to buy a house. And we were like, well, you can't buy a house. We found houses and it'd be like, it's a four bedroom for 
$35,000. And I'm like, that sounds like a reasonable price. I mean, that's that's a deal actually in this market. And then you look deeper and like the roof is caving in and you know what I mean? It's just like, what? Or it used to belong to a hoarder so it's full of bed bugs and it's full of like lice and insects and there's mold growing in the walls. And basically like the only houses that you can buy for like less than $60,000 are houses that need to be burned or tore down, which again requires specialty tools. And it's been really frustrating. So then also you're like, okay, we'll just put a down payment on something more expensive. But then at 7% interest or more, 7% or more interest, with the work that I get, I wouldn't be able to afford to pay anything other than the interest at some of these prices. Um, I can't afford to pay $700 a month for a mortgage. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's outrageous and it's beyond like, but rent is like a thousand dollars a month in some of these places. It was an incredibly exhausting and disappointing situation. <coughs> Excuse me. And so we talk to people about it and they say it's all in God's timing. And so I think about it that phrase and I agree with the concept in God's timing but I don't know what that means in terms of like I don't know where the phrase comes from I'm very leery of phrases that sound like platitudes you know it's platitudes are just like these 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 anecdotes and phrases and sayings that they're kind of short and sweet and you're supposed to just agree with them without thinking about what they actually mean or where they come from. And when people append platitudes to God, I would assume there's a biblical precedence for it. And so I start racking my brain, like, what do I remember from reading the Bible? Anything about God's timing, like that phrase. I don't, I don't remember that phrase anywhere. So I think the idea... This has really been bothering me because we have been trying to invest in our business. We made advertisements. We did like this door-to-door -door direct mailer. So like everybody got that flyer in the mail and I was expecting at least one phone call. We haven't gotten a single phone call. But then I'm online and I'm, I'm hearing other photographers talk about that's kind of normal for them too. And... You know, a lot of things happening. You know, I've, I'll be working, but then I get laid off unexpectedly. But then we'll get hired again, and there's a date. So, so like, all these things that are kind of revolve around patience and not not being worried. And, and and really, I feel like when people say it's all in God's timing, what they really mean is like, don't stress out about it, which is fine. I, you're not supposed to stress out about things. But I don't know why they say it's all in God's timing. You know, like that really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And here's why. I thought about scriptures and I've heard like, I'll give you some things that don't necessarily match up with God's timing, but they do have like a similar attribute or a similar effect. So Paul and his crew 
were trying to go to Macedonia to spread the gospel. And the Holy Spirit wouldn't let them go. And there's not a whole lot of detail about what that means. Uh, what the Holy Spirit, how he wouldn't let them go or what what mechanics he implemented to keep them from going. All we read about is the Holy Spirit wouldn't let them go to Macedonia. And so that's the sort of situation where somebody will be like, well, it's all in God's timing. But it's like, does it, that, that, the Bible doesn't say that it was a timing issue. It, just, it doesn't give us any reason at all. And so when I'm just like, is it in God's timing or is it something else? You know, and I'm inclined to believe it's something else. And we just don't know how to explain it. Another one is in James, I believe. He's saying like, you shouldn't say, he's telling us believers, we shouldn't say, I'm going to go to this city and make a bunch of money for two years. Because we don't know like when God is going to require our lives. We don't know the plan that God has laid out or, or what's going to happen in the future. We don't control that. We don't control the future. And there's some implications there that I've always thought about and wondered about in terms of like are we supposed to you know like making a, a two-year contract on a cell phone bill is that being too presumptive of the future is that going against scripture and that's the, you know like having a five-year plan it's it's wise but does that in violation of that scripture so there's some things there that, that have implications that I think about. And that those are the, like the only timing kind of things that I can think of or remember that are prescriptive when we're talking about this sort of stuff. And basically what it comes down to is I think it's a mindset of if you just show up and do a thing, you will get X result. So you just have to keep showing up and doing thing which is basically boils down to never give up just don't give up on your dreams and i think that's what this whole like all in god's timing is tied into like yes you'll get the house that you're looking for yes you'll find that land that you're looking for you know you'll your photography business will take off but it'll happen in god's timing and like those are that's encouraging, I guess, if that's true. But I don't think that's necessarily true. Like you don't know that either when you're telling other people that you don't know that a photography business will succeed or fail. Uh, maybe maybe it succeeds and that's a good thing. Maybe it fails and that's also a good thing. Maybe it succeeds and that's a bad thing. Or maybe it fails and that's a bad thing. Those are all possibilities. But to tell somebody. Just keep doing the thing, you'll eventually succeed in God's timing. To me, sounds like don't give up on your dreams. And I think that's the root of what we're saying, and we've somehow Christianized it. I honestly can't find anything in Scripture that resonates on that same vibe, like that same messaging. That's like, you just keep doing it. Be persistent, except for prayer, maybe. Prayer is the only thing I think that I can remember from the New Testament where we're told or given some sort of example of somebody just being persistent and then getting results based solely based on their persistence. And that's the story or the, um, the parable of the unjust judge. 
Jesus talks about a woman who just keeps pestering this judge for justice and she just keeps going to him and she keeps going to him and she keeps going to him until finally, because he's so sick of her coming to him every day, she she gets what she wants. And Jesus likens that to prayer in the parable. And that's really the only thing I can think of in scripture that gives some sort of, I don't know if you want to call it a promise, but a, like a nod toward persistence. But everybody else says, you know, it's all in God's timing. And I just, there has to be a missing link there. I don't think that's a responsible way of giving people advice or helping people with their problems. Um, going back to the original examples, I said, sometimes the Holy Spirit stops people from doing what they want to do because it's not God's will. And so it leads me to think maybe we should be telling people if it's in God's will, then things will work out. Either way, things are going to work out as God wills it. And so you should pray to be in God's will. And I know that's a lot longer and it's a lot harder to put on a postcard or a sticker or whatever. It's not so much of, you know, maybe we can workshop that as a slogan, but I don't think that God's word needs to be workshopped as catchy slogans. I think what we need to do is to understand what is actually being said there. Going back to what I was saying about James, and if the Lord, he's telling us that we should say, if the Lord tarries, I'll do this thing, which is another version of, if it's in God's will, then I will do these things. I will go to this city and make money and sign up for a two-year cell phone contract. If it's in God's will, if God tarries, Lord tarries, Lord willing. That's another phrase. I like that one. Lord willing, we'll, we'll be able to do these things. We should acknowledge the reality of our futility to control literally anything in this world and in the future. And people don't like to hear you talk like that because it means that they can't just put six or seven points on a on a piece of paper and come up with a plan that's definitely going to work. But that's not the that's not the case, man. Like I've been watching some some photography training and one of the things that the guy says in one of his videos that really shocked me because, you know, he could get away with it. He's like anybody who's telling you that you're going to get X results based on their training, they're lying to you because you don't have control over like he's secular. And he understands that concept. But we as believers, we're still holding on to this just keep swimming, just believe, uh, you know, it'll eventually will work out the way you want it to because we say so kind of mentality. And like, guys, we're not little gods, you know, like we don't control the universe. And I know there's a lot of word of faith people that believe you can speak things into existence. And to a degree, that's true. But also you have to understand that that's witchcraft. That's not how Christianity works. So like if you're believing, manifesting things into existence, that's actually witchcraft, what you're doing. That's not being in God's will. That's not praying to be in God's will. That's not seeking to be in God's will. Like that's our goal. And the reason I come up with this is because if every if I if everything that doesn't work out in my favor the answer to that question becomes what well, we have to take into consideration God's timing. For one, one that, that denies God his will. We're not, we're not acknowledging God's will. 
We're saying it will happen, but when God wants it to happen. That's not the same as being in God's will. So, And I think the Bible emphasizes that a lot more. I think Christian living should be more oriented toward being in God's will. Not, not you'll definitely get the thing you want just because you keep doing stuff. There's also a factor of you're doing it the wrong way. Like these streams. I record these streams and not too many people watch them. Uh, there were two people watching. They dipped out. Maybe I'm doing it the wrong way. Maybe I'm doing it at a wrong time. Maybe there's something else that needs to change. Or maybe I'm not supposed to do it at all. I don't know. I have to pray to be in God's will on this issue in order to be aligned with his will because just showing up and doing it isn't necessarily a formula for success. That's what I'm saying. Um, if you're a Christian. Also, my relationship with God is day to day. I can't be concerned about orchestrating the future and at the same time take Jesus seriously when he says today has enough trouble in itself. Don't worry about the future because today has enough problems of its own. So which is it? Are you orchestrating the future and you're just you're going to sit patient until God gives you what you want because it's in God's timing and you're making plans and all that? Or are you walking with God day to day? Because that's what I'm trying to do. I get, every time I get worried about the future, I start looking at where God wants me to be today, right now. Am I doing what God wants me to do right now? Am I not doing what God wants me to do? Maybe I should be doing that, finding where God's will is. That's how you walk with God daily. And walking with God daily means I live in a relationship with God now. I don't sit down at a table with God at a board meeting and plan out the next six months. Because that's not my realm. You know what I mean? Like that, That's not my realm of authority at all. What I do is I wake up and I say, hi God, thank you for this day. What, what are we doing today? And I, and I listen for God's will. I look for God's will. Because God... I've talked about this in the past, has provided for me and my family time and time again. And God has opened doors and God has shown me what he wants me to do. And that's what I need in order to live a life that is pleasing to God and that, a life that I actually enjoy a lot better. Not trying to be the status quo, not just showing up and doing a certain thing the wrong way every day, but trying my best to be in God's will and trying to keep open mind, keep open eyes, be aware of the reality of these things. And all of this came from me trying to figure out what all in God's will actually means because people keep saying it as if it's definitely going to happen. Now, here's a possibility. What if God says, okay, here's the land and here's the money for it and build your house and we have the supplies, so it's not it's not a lack of, you know, it's not lacks. It's not insufficiency, it would be the problem. But what if all these things happen, and then there's a war? Or then the, the economy just skyrockets and the interest goes through the roof. Or, you know, there's famine and you can't find a job and you have to move. Right now, we're prepared for that. Right now, we're in an RV. I can move my house anywhere in the country. But if I buy something, I can't. 
Not to say that I don't want to buy something. I'm just saying, like, if God hasn't opened up that door, why do I think that that means just keep hammering away at that and it'll open? Because that's what's normal? Because that's how things have always been done? You know, I'm not being a contrary. I'm not trying to find a unique way out of a situation. I'm looking for the thing that's going to work. Because I've definitely been in that situation where I got the thing I wanted, I got the thing that I planned for, and then the entire landscape changed around me, and the thing that I wanted was no longer valid. That's crazy. That's a crazy feeling. It's a crazy thought. I want to know what you guys think. Um, I was going to talk about AlphaCore a little bit, and really I'm just letting you guys know that there's a comic book company. I got to turn this AC on. It is hot. How y'all doing up there in the North Dakota and Michigan? Um, how y'all doing up there in Chicago and New York? Right now, I'm hot. I don't know how you guys are. Just give me one second. I just need to cool this car down for a minute. Wow, the sun just came in hard. Okay, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. I'm just going to leave this AC on a little bit while I finish this up. Okay, so... Ripaverse, Young Ripa 5'9", he's a YouTuber, libertarian, um, he's got a couple of other endeavors. But essentially, he's made his career off of reviewing comics and talking about current events as far as comics are concerned. Um, well, other things, current events, comic books, superheroes, stuff like that. That's his world. I like that world. I live in that world too. And what he did was, he tapped into an audience that was very supportive and started doing his thing and eventually he saved up enough money to implement a plan so he bought a warehouse um, he hired some comic book artists and started making a comic and then bought the warehouse to fulfill his own shipments and everything I guess he had some trouble through PayPal or Kickstarter or something in the beginning or he didn't want to go that route I don't know exactly the full story but I know that um now, he's, he's fulfilled his first comic, and they've shipped that out to a bunch of people and everything, and it did really well, and I think this is his second year, and they just have a comic called AlphaCore release yesterday. Well, AlphaCore is written by Chuck Dixon. He's a really famous in the comic world, and I can't remember who they said did the pencils, but it looks really good. It's top-notch. And, I mean, Chuck Dixon, he writes for, like, uh, Daredevil and the Punisher and stuff, or he did. But because the, the, the landscape around comics has gotten so weird and, and toxic, uh, he just started his own thing. And I'm like, that's amazing. They Yesterday, or today, I got the report on Twitter that they sold over 11,000 comics for 600 and $50,000. And that was on the first day. So they, they did like a, a half, over a half a million dollars on one book in one day. And Marvel and DC aren't doing that stuff because they, they keep playing these weird games. If you know, you know, I don't want to get too much into it right now. I'll just say, look at that, look at that uh, South Park episode, Into the Panderverse, and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. But comics are weird. Um, and it's, and it's something that I love, and it's something that I'm getting into, and so I, it, it, you know, it behooves me to learn more. 
you know, use behoove right. I, it would be good for me to learn more about the comic industry and how it actually works because I would like to have a successful release when it's time for me to put out a comic book. So that's what we're working on. I'm working with uh, Timothy Himes from Himesight Studio. Uh, he's got his book out right now. You can get it for like five bucks or six bucks um, if you buy it directly from him. I'm talking to him to see if we can get maybe a web page or something put up to make it easier for him to sell it and maybe I can help him out with that. I don't know. But I'm going to get my copy of his of his comic book and I, I think it's called Sovereign, Sovereign Something. I don't remember the name. It's Sovereign Something. I, I don't know. I'll post about it over on uh, Substack and stuff. And then also a final, uh, uh, as I go get ready to go, because we're, we're coming up to a half hour, I have put up zeroforhire.com. Now, that doesn't mean I did it right. I'm going to find out very soon if I did it right. And if I didn't, I'm going to have to reach out for help. But I have zeroforhire.com right now is all of the endeavors that I'm into, all of the projects that I've been doing, and it's going to serve as that hub. Uh, similar to what the Substack was was going to be, I'm going to strip that down because Substack is confusing to use as a platform, but it's great for the subscriptions. It's great for my subscribers, and you guys will have you'll be rewarded for supporting me there um, very soon. And I know I say I keep promising things, but we got this website going. I, I put the first version of it together. Um, we're gonna we're gonna see how that works for like a month or so. And then uh, Webmaster Josh, in his wisdom, will guide me and show me what I did wrong, hopefully. <laughs> um, so that's it. I don't want to make this too long. Thanks for watching, guys. Go to substack.com slash zeroforhire.com. And um, if you want, check out zeroforhire.com. Because I can't say the, webs, the web things right. Just If you follow me online, you'll see, you'll see the post. I'll be updating my bios and everything soon. All right. Thanks for watching. Uh, this is the Zero for Hire podcast. You can get it on any podcast player or just Google it or something. I think that it will come up. And now i got to stop rambling. You guys know the drill. Stay holy.